Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Podcast. Read the podcast. Read your host, my guy. Hey, everybody. It's the Read Junk Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kremko. Hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving, and if you live in the States, like usual, I overate and felt disgusting afterwards. After Thanksgiving was a Skanksgiving show down in Serialville, New Jersey at Starland Ballroom. My twin brother Matt and I arrived a little bit early, and then we were supposed to interview Aaron from Real Big Fish, but he wasn't around at the time, so we had a great conversation with Johnny Christmas, the trumpet player from Real Big Fish. He's been with the band for almost 15 years, so... We talked about the band, their new album and new single, uh, music videos, Johnny appearing in Galaxy Quest. We talked a little about Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody, Warp Tour, and a bunch of other things. Thanks to Tom and Mike for setting up the interview, and thanks to Johnny for sitting down with us for a good hour. Not sure what next episode I'll be doing, but maybe my brother and I will do one about Christmas memories or discuss our year in review list and, or something like that. I'll try to get at least one more episode in before the year ends. And maybe I'll even do another interview if I can find someone to interview. Who knows? But for now, enjoy this conversation with Johnny Christmas from Real Big Fish. Hey, I'm sitting here with Johnny Christmas from Real Big Fish. Hey, everybody. This is Johnny Christmas from the Real Big Fish. And this is the Rejunk Podcast. We were supposed to be talking with Aaron, so I have you'll have to... Pretend to be Aaron, I guess. Hey, this is Aaron Barrett from The Real Big Fish. I can answer all your Aaron Barrett questions. <laughs> um, so how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it, it, we spent it at Cracker Barrel. Where in, where in New Jersey somewhere? In, just outside of Philadelphia. Um, so we were in the UK, and we did a, a tour with Less Than Jake and Zebrahead and Suburban Legends. In England and Dublin. Right, and- right. So we did... Three weeks in the States before that um, with um, uh, with Ballyhoo and then went made it all the way to Philadelphia and then flew to England and played for three weeks with Lesson Jake, Zebrahead, and Suburban Legends. And now we're back picking up the same tour that we started out with and we have another week uh, of shows. So we, we had two days off in just outside of Philadelphia at a hotel. And um, the people that were left, myself, um, our tour manager, Tom Ames, our merchandise guy, also mm-hmm. the trombone player for Suburban Legends, Brian Robertson, and Derek, our bass player, all went to Cracker Barrel and had Thanksgiving at Cracker Barrel. Well, I mean, they do have good breakfast. So <laughs> that, that they do. I, I love me some uh, uh, of the, the apples, the, the cinnamon apples that they have, which I didn't have yesterday. I had pumpkin pie because that's what they have. I had pumpkin pie, but it was homemade. So. Oh, that was probably even better. Yes. <laughs> it's made by real hands. That's got to suck, though, touring around the holidays and stuff, not being in the, able to hang out with family sometimes. I mean, I guess if, 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 you don't, if you're not big in the holidays, I guess it's all right, but it seems like it's... Right. So I've been in the band 15 years, and yeah. it's happened three times. It's happened three times that we've missed Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Spent one in Pittsburgh. And I'm sorry for I'm sorry for you spending time in Pittsburgh. Right, right, right. Then another one in, in in Atlantic City. Oh, I mean that's a little bit better. Right, and this one in Philadelphia. So uh, it doesn't happen very often. So uh, it seems to be always on the East Coast. You guys all all, all the time playing in November, October. Right. Some, somebody's got some mad plan yeah. against me going home for Thanksgiving. Maybe it's the the guy that's not currently here is probably the one doing the tour touring itinerary. I guess it, it has nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with <laughs> oh, us. Oh, really? At all. <laughs> I mean, all. so how did it work out with the tour where you had to go? You're doing one with Ballyhoo and We Are the Union, and then you have all of a sudden like, oh, we'll see you guys later. We're going to go to England and Europe and stuff. Right. So I bet you it was a thing of timing. I bet you the the tour with uh, Ballyhoo and We Are the Union was already in the books. Yeah. And then. Something happened, and uh, we we got this thing with Lesson Jake. So uh, I, I'm sure early on in the process, they went, "Oh, yep, we'll just take all these dates out and send you to England, and then send you back." I mean, do you get to hang out in these cities at all when you go, or like you have a few days off? I know that they yeah, we, we had a day off in Dublin, right? which which was it was nice. Yeah, uh, but we were at a uh, at a truck stop at, at the port. And so the, the walk into town was about three miles, which I'm fine with. I, I'm, I enjoy doing those walks. Um, wow. So I got to walk around 
Dublin for a day as, as far as my legs would take me and then walk back later at night. Dublin's a pretty walkable city. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's not so bad. I stayed on the outskirts of it once. Yeah, when I was there, it was nice. Yeah. We had a day off in Philly on this tour, so I got to walk around Philly and... And and uh, cheesesteak and right, right, right. <laughs> did did I do any historic things? I think I was getting ready for the Rocky statue or the Eastern State Pen. I got the, those are the only things I can really think of for, for Philadelphia. <laughs> and those things are things that I haven't been to. So I've been to the Ben Franklin Museum. I've seen the Liberty Bell, um, and uh, I was going to go to the Betsy Ross House this time, mm. and I don't think I did. Oh, well, you got some stuff to do. Next time when you're stuck in Philly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> There's always stuff to do. It just depends on if you go out and find it. Yeah. Um, so you guys, it seems like every year you guys are touring with Les and Jake. What is that? What makes them such an ideal like touring band? Like, mate, you guys always like alternate co-headline and right. right. I, mean, I guess you're just friends, right? But right. So they're a wonderful band. Uh, they have great songs, and we love to listen to them. Um, we're all real big, uh, all real big Les and Jake fans. <laughs> And uh, they're also sweet guys. They're like our brothers. And uh, the, the crowd always likes us to tour together. If the people didn't come, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Or maybe we would do it anyway. But uh, since everybody really, really enjoys it, we love doing it. And we want to keep on doing it. It's, it's a pleasure to be able to tour with your fans. You know, it's like a family. Um, and every time we get to play with those guys and Zebrahead and, and, and Suburban Legends, but all those bands are really wonderful and we spend a lot of time with so as much as we're gone away from our families, it's nice to come out and tour with people that we love. Yeah. Yeah. And we sell out that, yeah. that people like, like to see that show. Well, you guys are so, I guess they're similar in sounds too. So it kind of, yeah, you guys should just merge the bands. Right, 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 right. Real big Jake. Real big Jake, less than fish. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, and you guys, yeah, you tour, tour with Goldfinger probably every every other year. So it's like, it's always Lesson Jake, and then it's like Goldfinger every I've, I've seen so many Real Big Fish Goldfinger shows, too. And then even Ballyhood now seems to be right. on the list a lot. Right. Touring with our friends. It's just, I guess, Mojo Records, all the bands that, from the, over the years, I guess, like, Pilfers, well, you guys hang out with Cooley when he comes to New York City. Right, but, we, we've done uh, tours with the Pilfers. That's always a pleasure to, to have those guys out, too. Yeah. You just they can't do it as much as they would like to, yeah. Right, and tonight we're playing with the Pie Tasters, which is yeah, that's it, an extra special. Always a hoot, always yeah. a hoot. <laughs> um, so, what are your favorite cities and countries uh, that you like playing over in Europe? Besides, or like ones, ones that you like the crowds are always there and oh, or, England is always great. Yeah, always crazy. The the fans are rabid. Um, it's always really wonderful to play there. Um, Playing in South America, that everybody sings the horn lines louder than <laughs> louder than we can play them. So it's always fun to go down to Brazil or go to Colombia or Argentina or Chile. It seems like the ska scenes are definitely great in like the Latin countries and right. The horn band thing yeah. is 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 part of the culture as as well as it is in England. You know, there's so many brass bands uh, that are still functioning in England. Everybody, every little town's got a brass band. Mm. So um, it, that's still really popular. But in South America, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, is there any places that you've been or that you haven't been that you would like to play? We haven't been to Africa yet. So uh, we would love to, if it ever worked out. Uh, to go someplace in Africa. That, I'm sure just, they like ska, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right, so uh, <laughs> seeing that... Uh, you would just need like uh, armed people with you on stage or so, or like when you're traveling, I suppose. Right, there are some dangerous parts. Yeah. So that, that that's probably one of the reasons that's kept us from going <laughs> going over there. And the other is just cost. The, to get there yeah. is so expensive. You, you have to have a tour or something. And if... If you can't put multiple dates down there, it just doesn't make financial sense to go someplace. I wonder where. I wonder where would would be a logical place in Africa, though, like like maybe like South South Africa, yeah. Right, Johannesburg. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, yeah, the the northern ones, I don't think would be <laughs> probably be uh, acceptable. It would, it would be awesome. Real big fish. Uh, six nights in Libya. <laughs> it's the bomb. Right. Well. <laughs> right. Hello, Algeria. Right, 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 right. Morocco, here we come. <laughs> that would be awesome. I could live out my strange uh, Kerouac-esque uh, 
dreams and go to Morocco <laughs> and live on hashish. No, I, no, I can do that. I, I, I am not. Um, I, I'm not built that way. So changing gears, you guys just released a new single, right? Uh, you can't have all of me, um, and you did a music music video for that. And your new album is going to be called "Life Sucks, Let's Dance," right? Coming out December twenty first. First, I think. Cool. And is it independently released, or is it on a label? Rock, yeah, Rockridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a relationship with Rockridge Records, and they help uh, do our distribution. Um, since everybody's getting away from compact Labels. discs and everything is just online, uh, I, it gets to be less and less that they have to do. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, everybody will like it as much as we like it. Well, the first single sounded great. Um, you guys just—I think it was just today—you posted something about that. You guys, if you pre-order the on iTunes, you get a no, another single. Oh, great! Yeah. So I haven't seen. Yeah, that. I guess that, you haven't. I guess you haven't posted. <laughs> Aaron Barrett, which I am Aaron Barrett as well, yeah. Johnny Christmas and the Aaron Barrett, uh, and he does all the social media stuff. So he probably posted something. Uh, I try to stay stay off that stuff. Do you think the the album title of "Life Sucks, Let's Dance" is counteractive to what's going on in the country, as far as like all the angry? So it's just like, yeah, screw it. We wanted to just dance, like kind of like life sucks. It's like, but just party instead, kind of. Well. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's what I, my interpretation of the title. Part of it of. is reality. Part of it is you know not everybody's life is really exciting, or everybody's lives have shitty parts to them. Is there any language restriction that I, nope. I have to worry about? Fuck shit. But, yeah. um, and and that the older you get, the more that you can uh, absorb that and go, yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with shitty people sometimes I'm going to have to deal with shitty political political situations I'm going to have to deal with other shitty human beings Mm -hmm. it's not all the time but if you can get used to that and go yeah this is just being alive this is how how it is there's going to be some unpleasant times in in your life and you get through it the the worst thing that you can do is sit down and cry about it you mm-hmm. get upset. You, you just ruin your mood and everybody else's mood around you. Uh, like today, uh, I come in and take a shower and, um, and the water is ice cold, yep. ice, ice cold. Yeah. That's happened and, to me the last couple days. So I turn it on and I wait a couple minutes, put my hand under there and ice cold. So I could go, Oh, this fucking sucks. These clubs don't give a shit about any of us artists or anything. Yeah. What I did was put my clothes back on and I went, Hey, is there anybody that knows how to turn the hot water on? Uh, yeah, um, somebody turned the hot water on f- for me. It's just part of life. Inconveniences are part of life. Get used to it. See, I wouldn't have done that. I just would have. What happened the other day in my apartment? Where it was cold, cold. I said, "All right, I guess I'm just doing a a murder kind of shower. Just jump in, just kind of oh, like right, 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 right. <laughs> just do it quick and get out. Right, the freezing shower. No, it's not going to happen with me. I'm going to be dirty. Uh, I'll go up. Uh, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, if if it's really like that, but. Uh, just go out and do something about it rather than get upset and, and bum yourself out. Yeah. That's, that's that seems like so, a good approach. So, so taking this back to life sucks, can't let's dance. There, there's a really famous movie called Zorba the Greek. My wife is Greek and, and her and I watched this movie uh, a couple of years ago and uh, it's this English writer and he goes to Greece uh, because he wants to get away from England and, and write about being in Greece and make his fortune. And uh, all these bad things happen to him. He falls in love with this girl. The town kills this woman because she is uh, engaging with a foreigner, you know, whether it was a sexual relationship or this romantic relationship. And the town murders this woman. And uh, Spoiler. Right, right. Spoiler alert. Uh <laughs> Uh, his business ventures fall through. You know, he was trying to take these logs and and harvest this lumber. His mill falls apart. And uh, it's just one disaster after another, after another, after another. And um, he is friends with this guy, Zorba. And at the end of the movie, uh, Zorba looks at him and uh, he goes, well, this is the time that we dance. (laughs) And you dance, uh, you dance your troubles away. 
You dance because there is shitty things that happen every day to everyone. And it's better to make the best of it than to sit down and cry about it. So life sucks. Let's dance. That's a good. I remember this. I haven't seen the movie, but I, I know the song from. I think it was from Lock, Sock, and Sue, Smoking Barrels. They had that right, theme song for it. Right, right. That actually be a good one to cover for you guys to do. Right, right, right. <laughs> All that Greek music is super shreddy guitar. Aaron would definitely love playing some stuff like that. <laughs> um, do you have any guests on the new album? Like, and Cooley's been on a few albums. Uh, uh, I think the only special guest was uh, our old drummer Ryland Steen. Okay. And he played some percussion on uh, on this this instrumental song that we did called Walter's Theme, and uh, so I think if I can remember, he is the only special guest person on, on this. Record. Okay. And when did you guys record? In the beginning of the new year, I think. We, yeah, we started in January and uh, finished up. Oh, it probably took six months to finish, and then all the. Uh, the mix mastering and editing and all that stuff that had to be done. Hi, Matt here, Brian's brother. Um, I had a question regarding the, um, now you mentioned everything these days is with the digital release. Right. Now, do you guys, with album releasing, is there a break in that monotony of what it used to be? Every two years you would go out and tour and promote an album. You can maybe release something more quickly because it is just digital. You don't have to deal, or you're not dealing with the major label where they're requiring such... Right restrictions as far as go out and tour this thing for two years until you guys are falling over and can't right. handle it anymore and you want to record new stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, this is a kind of conversation that uh, we all have together, whether it's better to put out a whole record or to put out songs. And Aaron still thinks that it's better to put out a whole record because people just wait uh, until they can get the whole record. Um, but it's it's kind of a different environment. Uh I think it's better to put out a single and put out singles gradually and keep people's interests going and and it's just really easy to do. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot yeah, I see a lot of different artists handle it different ways where they just do the whole album dump or they do a song a month for the whole year and they right. and to me I'm like all right just give me the whole thing. I like the Netflix see? approach. Right, right, right. <laughs> Everybody likes to binge. Uh you know th that's kind of the way that the Beatles did it is that they would put out they would record a song a day. They they would do a song in one day and then uh like like every it's like every month they would release a single and then then they would eventually put out the whole record. They, they did it really fast and really, really well. They got really good at it. Um, is it too early to play Christmas songs tonight? Are you guys doing anything any from the, your, your skank till Christmas? Ooh. It is too early, uh, and we haven't rehearsed any of that stuff. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'm just curious when, when bands release Christmas ones, like when do they start, December 1st? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I bet you if we had sound checked, if we didn't come straight from England... And yeah, and all every, over the place, Philly, and yeah, <laughs> right, right. That we would go through some of those songs and and play them tonight, um, but uh, so not not yeah. at this show. Are you playing any songs off the new album? Yes, yes, okay. yes. And we'll we'll see which ones are wind up on the set list. Okay, cool. Um, I, you probably don't remember this, but five years ago, my website rejunk.com, we uh, we I every year around April's full, well, April Fools, we would do a joke. And five years ago, I did that real big fish broke up and it went viral like that over really? that day. And then I think by the end of the day, I thought, um, I think someone on real big fish on Facebook had it's like, no, we didn't break up. Nice. So I apologize if that caused any headaches with you guys. <laughs> I, I never knew such a thing happened. That's great. That, yeah. That's hilarious. My site from time to time, well, lately, not as much, but uh, we used to just troll people and just would post just asshole comments uh, uh like articles saying like fallout boys better than the beatles and we just wanted to get hate mail so right but, right right so usually april fools would be a big day for us but lately i just like i was just get sick of the comments and and like the hate mail so i was just like all right i right. just had enough <laughs> right when when you're not fulfilled by what you're doing don't don't do it yeah i'm like we try to be like the onion and Stuff like that, but I'm like that's now, good. Now there's that. Now they have the website, the hard times. So I'm like, we did that before them. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, all right. So switching gears again. Um, so going back, when did you get into ska? Uh, you mean 
I mean, did you did you like ska before you started playing in a ska band, or well, did it's like yeah, yeah. So I grew up with the Specials and Madness and okay. the Clash, and so I was always aware of it. And Fishbone, Fishbone was mm-hmm. was big. You know, I grew up in Anaheim, so I, uh, you know, I'm part of that Orange County um, area that yeah. that scene. But I was going whole hog in a music school, mm-hmm. and so when Real Big Fish was was blowing up you know i was in music school you know with my head buried in in a practice room practicing so uh I, my exposure uh, a lot was to jeffrey's fan club uh our bass player in real big fish Derek gibbs um him and i went to high school together he played trombone and i played trumpet mm. and he started playing in a, a scott band called jeffrey's fan club so whenever i was home from college from university i would go and uh, watch gigs of him playing so uh, i always enjoyed um uh, watching watching that band i always thought they were great and i didn't get to see robic fish until about 2001 2002 the the show must go off was my first real big fish concert no it wasn't i saw them with goldfinger before that Mm. and probably 2001 okay cool um did you play a like band or something like that? Like, is that a, doing trumpet? Was trumpet you're always your thing? Or? Right, right. Yeah, so uh, I did. Uh, Were you ele- doing like jazz kind of, or like? Right. I played uh, in elementary school. I played in high school. I played in college. <laughs> and I was gigging and playing in salsa bands, playing in big bands, playing small group jazz, playing classical trumpet. Nice. I, I was doing the, the have trumpet, will travel thing. My grandfather-in-law was a, um, he was a pretty popular trump, trumpet player. He used to play uh, with the Jackie Gleason band back in like New York City days and nice. stuff. Like my, you know, my wife's grandfather was, uh, yeah, he was like big trumpeter player and stuff. What was his name? Uh, Larry Esposito. I don't know if. Yeah, I play- know that name. Well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, he passed away a few years ago, but, but uh, yeah, he was a. I didn't know that. I still like, I never, I never got the chance to see him play or anything like that because it's. I've been with my wife for 10 years plus, so, but, um, yeah, he kind of retired a long time ago, but right. he would tell old stories about, you know, the, the early days of touring with that, uh, touring with Jackie Gleason and stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, Jackie Gleason <laughs> was a big deal. I didn't know that. I'm like, I didn't know he did singing and stuff. I thought it was just like the honeymooners and like acting and stuff. I didn't know he right, actually did. he had did. his own, t- own like variety show as well as the honeymooners and all. So you guys had a few music videos out. You just came out with another music video. Um, do you think it's kind of, I guess, we're in relationship with the digital music question that my brother asked. But I mean, do you think music videos is kind of still relevant with MTV? Not, I mean, they have YouTube. Right. But do you think it's still worth spending the money on doing music videos? I think it's definitely worth spending the money. I mean, I like posting them on my website. So. Right, <laughs> right. Because people love uh, to, to see people that they enjoy doing things yeah and, and granted that i'm sure there's a lot of live video footage of us playing uh but uh that the nature of what real big fish's videos have been is they've always been entertaining it, it hasn't just been um us like a an 80s rat video of us playing in some uh arena with fans blowing in our hair but that there have been uh, yeah. real big fish videos with fans blowing in our, in our hair it's, <laughs> Uh, taking a little jab at that whole whole uh, genre of music that we're really big fans of. Yeah, I mean, I like ever since seeing Sell Out and Everything Sucks on 120 Minutes, seeing those music videos have just always been funny. I'm like, yeah, it's just, you guys always had that, I guess, background of kind of almost comedy in a way, but not being a comedy band. Right, right, yeah. right. We, we definitely take, uh, like to point the, the finger at ourselves and make you not take your life so seriously. Going to, back to that whole thing, life sucks, let's dance. Yeah, uh, That's the problem with people is people that take their lives really seriously fuck everything up. <laughs> they make the world terrible for everyone. Yeah, that's a good approach. You need to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at your life. Go, this is fucking absurd. <laughs> oh, this is so crazy. Like you with your battery yes. today. You could have right. cried. You, you could have pounded your fists I did a little bit, but when the car dies and it's 15 degrees outside and you just want to get home and get it fixed, you just have to push on through and and uh, get through it. But uh, I was going to bring up um, 
speaking of sellout, do you guys find it ironic in a, in a way that you guys kind of made a mock, uh, kind of like a joke with the song sellout, and right. here you are 20-something years later, and you're w- one of the few ska bands like, in the country still right. around that were very popular. Right, right, There's right. a little bit of irony to it, but it's, it, it, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Uh, abs- absolutely. Um, but and what makes it even funnier is that it, it's not like we make a lot of money doing this. Yeah. You know, we, we people see the bus and go, "Oh, you guys must be millionaires." And uh, nope, we are definitely struggling to pay uh, our rents and our mortgages and put uh, food on the table. Um, we can be out so long because we do rent the bus, and the bus is, bus is really expensive. And so a lot of the money that we make goes towards paying the bus so we can stay on the road longer to pay ourselves. Um, it's not uh, a, a super lucrative uh, in business, shall we say. And uh, so we are lucky to have had success that people want to come see the band. Um, but if people knew the the regular lives we live regular lives like everybody else it's not that glamorous and um, you know people goes oh you guys are selling out you're making a living playing music are you fucking kidding me that's what everyone wants to do right Uh, do I want to play in the National Hockey League or play in another sports league uh, no, I want to play in the in the lower leagues and and make uh, fifteen thousand dollars and live with a, a family for a couple months. Right, like, right, no. right, right, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's more people that that are really possessive of the bands. You, you know, especially in that era. Uh, you know, when there was a real ska scene, people really hung on to these bands. You know, people hung on to Jeffrey's Fan Club or Buck Nine or or the Aquabats, and, oh, it's my band, and they can't go out of our area because it's my band. They can't be, su- succeed and, and, uh, and make TV shows because it's my band. Well, you, you want them to be able to make music that you want to hear, right? Sustain over the years where you're going out gigging and you're, you're making more fans by being on these TV shows or right. talk, late-night talk shows, something like that, or... Um... Yeah, like I think of like the Boston's and other people growing up. We we kind of had that when you're you're a stupid teenager kid. Like, oh, that's my band. You have some sense of loyalty to it and protection. Like, I don't want everyone. You you get greedy. You, I don't want anyone else to to take my band because I think it's cool. And if the masses like it, it's not going to be cool anymore because it's it's commercialized. And that's what happened with that whole ska bubble in the late '90s. Right. But then after that, the, the the loyal people stayed true and and hung around where everyone else vanished right right um, it's hard to keep a band together it is so fucking hard to keep a band together and uh yeah you, you've got this has been like the same kind of consistent lineup for what, what real big fish i guess for a good 10 years i mean maybe yeah, drum, just, drummers here and there i think switch out but right and uh, you had added billy from he was in the pilfers and right yeah the, the band now is, is better than it ever has been we play better we get along better um it's it's a pleasure to be out with these guys and entertain the world. We get to make people happy for a living. We have the fucking best job in the world. Is it something you do full time, or is you do like something on the sides? Everyone, during- we we all do this full time. Uh, some of the guys, like I go out and play uh, other gigs. I play big band gigs. I do recordings. I do se- session work. Um, Matt writes music for cartoons. Uh, Billy part-time bartends. Um, Aaron stays home at his house <laughs> and uh, walks you mean, his dog. You, you stay at home. Right? I stay at home. Yes, I, I've got a five-year-old daughter, so that uh, <laughs> that uh, takes most of my time. I have a this three, is Aaron I have Barrett, a th- and I have a five-year-old daughter. No, Johnny have, Christmas has a five-year-old. I daughter. have a three-year-old, so I know. Like I used to go to shows all the time, and now it's maybe like once a month now. And right, it's. I don't. I can't. I can't imagine how it is for you. I mean, I guess yeah. The f- good thing for like FaceTime or something like that. Right. That that helps out a lot. Yeah. Because it's like yeah, you get in that certain f- age where the kid just doesn't want you to leave. It's like so tough sometimes. It's right. like I'm, I'll be right back. Right. You mentioned uh, session work. Uh, being out in California, do you do any like movie work, TV or like film scoring type of? Stuff? Nope. The, There's no the, request for that kind of thing. The most the the stuff that we usually do is put uh, horns on other people's records. Uh, Goldfinger. 
Gold, <laughs> Goldfinger, right, right. Uh, we did we did a track for Three Eleven. Um, we did some stuff for Gavin DeGraw. We did some stuff for um, who else? Did we did. Um, oh, why am I? Uh, Pepper. We just uh, put some horns on the new Pepper record. When's that coming out? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you got me. Well, it they, will come out, but I, I don't know when. I think they just released one. I mean, yeah, it's probably. Yeah, it's probably be next year. Yeah. Uh, we recorded on 20 probably Right 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 <laughs> We put horns on Zebrahead's record So I mean When did you When did you join the band So you said You said like 10 15 years ago Or something 15 like? years ago 15, wow, 2004 okay. okay Right It's going to be 15 years And how And how was like Did you have the audition for it Or did Did they just know you From somewhere else I uh, Going back to Derek uh, I was home one day uh, At my mom and dad's house And Derek knocks on Derek Gibbs the bass player for real big fish knocks on my door and he goes hey we got this band uh, and our trumpet player quit to become a Jehovah's Witness he couldn't hang around us anymore and uh we need a trumpet player for for the the gig on Friday he's all you want to come and play I went okay actually he didn't even tell me that he just said that yeah our trumpet player quit to become a Jehovah's Witness you want to come to the rehearsal and I went okay and um uh that was at Justin Ferreira's house, um, the former drummer of Jeffrey's fan club and real big fish. And he lived around the corner from my mom and dad. And, uh, so I go and it's this other band called the forces of evil that Aaron Barrett started Mm -hmm. when he thought that real big fish was going to implode after cheer up came out. And, uh, so I started playing with that band. We rehearsed on Sunday. We played a gig on Friday. And then whenever Aaron was home from tour, we would go out and play weekend shows. And, um, and we did that for a few years. Then I started doing the business stuff for that band. I started making all the t-shirts. I helped produce the record, get the record printed up and, um, did all the accounting and all that stuff while Aaron was out on tour. And then, um, in, it was probably 2003, uh, their manager went, Hey, we're, we're starting to have problems with our tremor player uh here here's a stack of cds go learn all these songs so I'm, okay and i started it and it was about a year after that that they let tyler jones go and added me to the band so how long does it take to learn all those songs like of the catalog pretty much i guess it takes a long time it, it takes me months yeah uh <laughs> when ed ed smoky beach got in the band uh Ryland, our old drummer, got a call to play with America, to be the drummer for America, the, the classic rock band, yeah. America. And, you can uh, do magic. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I've been listening to America lately. I don't know why, sorry. Right, Sister Golden Hair and, <laughs> yes. and Venture Highway. And I think Ed had less than a week to learn the set. And, and Ed's Oof. first show was in front of 60,000 people. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, he did a great job. Wow, but yeah, that that's it's hard. It's really hard. Um, uh, it, it takes a lot of time, especially for me to re- to remember to remember it all. You have to fake it every once in a while, like just kind of fake it till you make it. It's it, even especially in the beginning. Nope. Shame again. No. Like, <laughs> that that's that's something I cannot do. Like even playing with other bands. Um, uh, like we played uh, on this last tour, we played with uh, the Horns, uh, Billy, Matt, and I. We played with Zebrahead, and we played with Les and Jake, and then we played with Real Big Fish. And uh, in the past, if there's not enough time to learn a song, uh, like I won't do it. I won't go out there and compromise my performance just to be out there. It's just n- not in my character. Yeah, <laughs> it stresses me out. The Warp Tour just ended this summer, so you guys pretty much did that. It seemed like you guys were on it every year at some point, some capacity, I guess. We did it quite a few years. I think we did yeah. eight of them. Wow. It seemed like, yeah, it seemed like every uh, every year there was Real Big Fish was there. So, I mean, is do you think it will continue in some form, like just maybe like a weekend festival kind of thing? Right, right. Or? I, I bet you they'll definitely do standalone festivals. They may not be called the Warp Tour, yeah. but it'll still be put on by Kevin Lyman. Yeah. Um, I bet you they'll do a cruise uh, every year, I bet you every year they're gonna they're gonna start doing a warp tour cruise. Weren't you guys just were you guys just on that one? Yep, we did the first warp tour cruise. When was that? Was it over the summertime? Last March. Oh, okay, as Tom shaking his head. <laughs> right, right. He's he's the guy that that knows all the dates. I I forget all of them. Um, how is it? How is it playing on one of those rock boat cruise things? Like, 
it's great. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. You, you get to watch all the bands. You get to, uh, as, as Billy, our trombone player, says, you get to eat soft serve ice cream 24 hours a day <laughs> if you wanted to. Uh, I took my, uh, my daughter out on the 311 cruise when we did the 311 cruise. Right. And she would go to the buffet and just get piles of bacon. Oh, my gosh. Just <laughs> fill her plate up with bacon and go back and eat it. Uh, and then have soft serve ice cream at the end. Uh, it, mix, mix those two together and have bacon ice cream. Right, 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 right. It's, it's like the, the make, ma, ma, maple bacon bar from Voodoo Donut. Oh, um, I haven't been to Voodoo Donut. Uh, you get to w- hang out with, with people or, or you can stay in your room if you want. Um, we, we did a thing called Dirty Bingo which was a lot of fun and um, uh, all of us up there making everybody laugh, telling dirty jokes the whole time. Uh, it's a great time. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just something about being on the boat. If Maybe maybe I would get used to it after a while because I was at um, about a month month or two ago. We were at we saw Goldfinger on the rock off cruise thing and then Billy and Matt oh, were there. Right, 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 right. And it's like you don't – when it, the boat is idle, you're just kind of like, ooh. <laughs> but then once it moves, you don't even realize it's moving and stuff because right. the band – well, the band's playing too. But that was crazy. It was like I was – shooting shooting pictures and stuff like that and john comes over and he like lands right on me <laughs> right 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 so right. it's like it's it reminded me of like it was one of the my most favorite shows of the year because it reminded me of like the basement shows right or is this it's like this low ceiling and then i think the next show after that the ceiling got destroyed by like i think every time we die or whatever band that is but right um but yeah something about like those boat shows i feel like and then the, and then the next day like 24 hours later i was like going to the bathroom and all of a sudden it started getting wobbly and i'm like what i'm like was there an earthquake it's like no i'm like right you're on a ship <laughs> yeah and my sea legs yeah when we did the 311 cruise we experienced some rough seas oh. and it was making a few people sick uh, Tom, our <laughs> tour manager slash front of house guy, was puking uh, <laughs> while we we're doing our show. No patches. Oh, nah, right, 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 right. None of it was helping. And, and we were up in the front of the boat and playing in in the theater, and we're experiencing the, the rough seas. You're right up there in the hull of the ship, and so you can hear the waves crash on the on the hull of the ship. Oof. It was epic you go out outside and you look and you go oh my gosh there's big waves going and trying to play on that is rather difficult you you are uh, it, it, just trying to stand is hard but trying to play a musical instrument uh, especially a brass or a woodwind instrument is next to impossible so we uh, we, we did the best that we could and got through it and uh, uh, still had a good time <laughs> Do you guys like playing like the big festivals like Back to the Beach you guys played back in the spring and then I'm sure you guys play tour uh, like festivals over in Europe all the time like do you right. prefer playing like those giant festivals or like the more what you're doing now like smaller club kind of stuff Each has its own charms Yeah uh, sometimes playing uh, one of my most memorable shows was playing in this place called Christiana in Denmark and the, the club held maybe 150 people and the stage was about six inches high (laughs) and it was a hundred degrees in there but they just went crazy and we didn't get hurt which is is rare when you have people when they're crowd surfing and there's no barricade and the stage is not high a lot of time microphones get knocked over no nothing got knocked over Everybody was, it was electric. It was so much fun. We're in this strange place that uh, is its own country within Denmark. Wow. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a great time. But then again, playing uh, Sonosphere with Metallica. I got to watch Metallica from the soundboard. That's awesome. It was like one of the awesome, a band that I'd wanted to see all of my life. I got to watch them from the soundboard. And I'm just like weeping. <laughs> <laughs> I, we all have those kind of bands where we can just immediately it turns on the waterworks it doesn't it's just nostalgia right it hits you and you just can't hold it back right and you're like why am i crying i'm at a i'm a grown man at a concert right 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 billy uh billy our trombone player is a huge blink 182 fan and and that whole thing is missed by me i was slightly i, I just wasn't like a fan of that band and and we've played uh, with Travis Barker with Goldfinger and Billy gets all fanboy with, with Travis, <laughs> and um, 
And I go, who do I get fanboy like that with? And then we played with Sammy Hagar. Wow. At, at the at the his high dyed beach party in Huntington Beach, and I'm watching Sammy Hagar play all these Van Halen songs, and I was a big Van Halen fan, and I'm just like, this is the guy. Him and Michael Anthony are guys that I would get totally fanboy. On. Uh, going back to like Warp Tours, like we would in the early days when he used to give us photo passes, we would be able to go backstage and walk backstage which was a nice perk but then it's like you would see all these like celebrities and stuff back there but i i never gotten the like oh my god is this person like oh we're standing next to like henry rollins and right like, things like that and or like the guys from the specials were there one year in right but there would be somebody that you would i'm sure fanboy and weep over i'm sure i think there was like rachel perry i think we liked <laughs> at the time but she was on tv yeah right that one tv show there's that me. one band that got you through your teenage years where, where you were really struggling and and really not fitting in anywhere and that band was totally van halen for me that mm. I, I mean i was just just such a i, I saw him multiple times and just loved that band so always with sammy Hagar though not david lee roth well i was the <laughs> 1984 was my first Van Halen record that I got into but I yeah, was me too, yeah. in 1984 I was I was nine so it, uh, it was just a little little slightly too young uh, uh, they had the best music videos going back to music videos <laughs> right 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 the, the video for Hot for Teachers yes. was my favorite uh, ever and like yeah what's it California what's the name of California oh that your California Girls oh, that, maybe, that, maybe that's, that, that's David Lee Roth, Lee Roth. Right, that's right. It was, yeah it's solo but. right but yeah, for Panama, yeah, they had like the best music videos back then. Right. I was going to ask Aaron about acting and stuff because I always feel like he's very animated. And I'm like, why is he not acting? Because I feel like, I mean, you, he's been, I, I was looking on YouTube yesterday. You got Aaron right there. Yeah. Right, right, right. What would you like to know about Aaron Barrett? This is Aaron you Barrett in, speaking. You were in basketball, right? <laughs> I, I was in uh, no, you The Cable Guy. I was in <laughs> The Other Sister. I was in Galaxy Quest. Oh, you were, so you were actually, you actually done acting work. Right. Okay, uh, I, I think in, I remember reading. I was in one of the episodes of Flava Love. For what? I was playing trumpet in a salsa band. And what were you doing in Galaxy Quest? I was playing bass in the the Palladium scenes during the convention. Uh, we were off on stage right, and uh, I was I was in a in a band on the side of the stage as they were doing their uh, their presentation. Okay. It all hit the cutting room floor. You, there's like you can just see it really quick. Blinking and miss it. Okay. Right. That's 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 cool. That's I mean that's such an underrated movie. I, I think I mean I I think people appreciate it now, but I think back then I don't think people it was like yeah it's is it making fun of Star Trek people? I'm like no, I think it's kind of putting them on a pedestal. I think in a way. Right. When, when I went in, uh, you know, when you when you do film work, you start you got to be there at five o'clock in the morning. And so I go into the Palladium and I see the set all set up and they have all these merchandise stands, you know, because it's supposed to be this convention, this uh, Galaxy Quest convention. And I see these shirts with this really beautiful blonde woman on it. And I go, wow, she's really pretty. And that's as far as it went. And then I'm up there on the side of the stage and uh, we are playing in between takes. And uh, I'm not a bass player, and I'm a very poor guitar player. And so I'm playing bass, and, and we're like playing blueses and stuff, and I'm going like, oh, okay, I can kind of figure this out. And uh, after each take, this blonde woman was coming up to us and talking to us. And I went, oh, she's the, the lady on the T-shirt. <laughs> and uh, she's gradually talking to us about hanging out with John Travolta. And in, in between each of these takes, she's coming over and talking to the band. Uh, and I go, wow, she's really, really nice. John Travolta, this woman. And I'm looking at her really close, and I went, holy shit, that's Sigourney Weaver. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and it took me hours to figure this out, but she was the sweetest, nicest woman. That, she used that, to do Blonde more often. I like She looked gorgeous in that movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, just such a, a nice lady, and yeah. none of the other actors talked to us. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, I can't imagine Alan, Alan Rickman being very sociable with other people. I'm sure that was like actually what Alan Rickman was probably like. <laughs> right, right. I, I know how it is when you're working. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, 
But I was looking up on on YouTube, looking for to see if Real Big Fish has been on any talk shows. Like, and yeah. it was like Donnie and Marie, and then there oh. was like Andrew Dice Clay. There was right, like a sitcom, right. and right. um, but like I'm surprised you guys haven't been on Aquabat Super Super Show. Like, I mean, it was right. only two seasons, but we, I figured we did, like, we did um, uh, the uh, the other kids show. Oh, uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, yeah. We did one of the live shows for Yo Gabba Gabba out okay. in Utah. Um, and yeah, you, you never know what's going to happen. You should hit them up since they're going to be making more episodes. <laughs> right, right. I, we just met, uh, our saxophone player and I played with the Aquabats when they did their Cure show. So they all dressed up like Robert Smith. Oh, really? That's and, awesome. And played Cure songs. And um, oh, the benefits of living in what was in California, right? In California, it's, it's always they always have the good shows there, like back to the beach. I wish that was over in, in New York, right? Right, but so we donned cat costumes, gigantic <laughs> cat costumes with these big, uh, big, think, huge heads. I think I've seen that in Target, those big cat heads, aren't they furries? Furries, right? They're furries. So we, we wore these costumes and came out and took off our heads and played these songs. Uh, uh, f- with the Aquabats, so yeah, they owe us. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like Jimmy Kimmel live too. I think it would be a good, especially with the new album coming out. You guys should, right. have, you guys should have a dicky and try to get on the right. You you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you you never know with, with uh, like the Interrupters with them gaining popularity, like mainstream popularity. Yeah, uh, you, you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, they had their song in Michael Morris, one of his documentaries, Interrupters. And, oh, good. Oh, not the. The previous one, where to invade, I think was the one that they had that song in. Yeah, so I mean, interrupters are getting up there in popularity, and so it's. Um, I keep. I think I had a conversation with a guy from Life in Pieces, and I was like, I was like, oh, you guys, because he's a ska fan, so I'm like, oh, you guys should go do some like ska show, have like real big fish interrupters, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So he's like, he's like messaging his producer, what's like, can we have it the ska show there? Right, right, right. So there's, there's opportunities there. You just gotta gotta reach out, I guess, if you guys right. want that. We, we just have to be available and. We're ready to do anything. <laughs> so when people look back at Real Big Fish, what do you think it will be the one thing people remember? How to have a good time. Yeah. How to not take yourself so seriously. Take yourself sincerely, but not seriously. And forget about your problems and have a good time. Have a good time all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you guys are on tour... On the bus and stuff, I'm like, do you guys just watch movies? Like, have you seen any good movies lately or like TV I, shows? I or... saw Bohemian Rhapsody in um, England. They call it that, or do they call it We, we Will Rock You Here? They call it Bohemian over here. Okay, okay. So, uh, what's the word sure. over there? Is it different? It, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. And uh, I cried through that whole film, too. Uh, I, apparently, I'm just a crier. Wow. I guess I, everyone's saying it's such a good movie. Then some reviewers like it's okay. It doesn't show all the dark stuff. But I'm like, well, what do you want them to show? Like it shows plenty of dark yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's <laughs> a, a man struggling with his sexuality and it being uh, at that time, you know, the late '60s and the '70s, to find out that you're first you think you may be bisexual then you go um, no I, I you know i'm i'm gay it's 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 really yeah and uh, i'm not going to hide it from people um which is really really wonderful and it, it's a rough thing it's a rough thing that people have to go through after seeing the movie that you just want to want to listen to queen all day <laughs> i always want to listen to queen yeah. all day uh, i love that band it is one of those bands yeah like I love the Highlander song, the Flash Gordon soundtrack right. was always oh, that's such a good soundtrack. There's there's a great clip of Queen playing after Freddie Mercury had died, oh. uh, with George Michael singing, uh, singing uh, "Find Me Somebody to Love," and he just knocks it out of the park. It, it mm. uh, I I turn it on just just to see it and go, wow, I wonder if he can do this. And he just slayed it. It was so good. Yeah, there's not many people that can hit Freddie's notes. It's right. Like, it's just, there's a couple guys. The one um, from Keen, mm-hmm. he can do it. And then they had Paul Rogers with them for a while. Have you seen any of the Queens since you know the last couple to- last 
the last you know, Adam Lambert's, I guess, playing with him. But he's more right. he's theatrical, but I don't think he's the same as Freddie. Right, right. Um, I think Freddie. they just sing it in their own. Like Paul Rogers, I don't think he's just singing. It's like Bad Company and Queen. It's not really right. right <laughs> it's right, really right. not Freddie Mercury. But I, the one that Tom Chaplin, and then I guess they used for the movie I was reading. This guy that's on he's he's well known on YouTube for singing like Freddie and they used his vocals oh, really? for I the movie and I think they kind of mixed it in with maybe Freddie and then Rami Malik the the actor uh-huh. um, they used like I guess I don't I think he was just lip syncing most of the time but right um, from the few minutes that I watched on crappy cam quality right uh, right right having that, <laughs> supposedly uh, I, I I'm waiting for a better copy to, before I go ahead and watch having it, a but. crazy range like that you're either born with it or, or you're not uh, and so it's not something that you can you, you can practice and, and improve your range but you're not going to have all this altissimo stuff that Freddie or Steve Perry uh, from journey uh, oh, that's the, another one yeah these guys could sing and have it just fall out of out of your body it's um uh, not everybody can do that so you're, you're not going to train an actor to do that and freddie's performance at live aid that's one of the best live performances like i've ever seen right i wasn't there but as far as watching it on the dvd it was just uh, them doing radio gaga and it just gives you goosebumps it's such an amazing performance and it's a shame if someone like that you know, talents like that all the young the amazing talents in this world they always seem to go too young and you can't appreciate them for I guess their music lives on but they don't and it's a shame they wish that they, you kind of want to be selfish and wish they would hang on a little longer so you can get more out of them right right and and some of these people it it, it kind of goes with the territory of being a, a virtuoso that a, a lot of people can't uh hold on to the the life skills that you need to to be able to keep that up you know you have to take care of yourself you cannot live hard and expect to have an instrument especially when it's your body work well if you are just terrorizing your body there's exceptions Shane McGowan and Keith Richards I guess (laughs) right but Keith doesn't have to to sing and Shane's always sounding you know right 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 that's different yeah that, that's not being someone that uh, has a limitless I guess like, the, vocal, the latest ex- I guess the latest example of it being heartbreaking of, of, of that is Dolores from the Cranberries like she just oh, right. like yeah she like was got drunk and died in a bathtub and it's like so tragic like it seems like that's like a rock star kind of way right. to go but right Whitney Houston, comes with, yeah, Whitney Houston yeah it's the same way yeah. she's she's another prime example of someone who is really really talented that didn't have any life skills or could not hold on uh, to her couldn't improve her life where she could function and be able to to perform her art, you know, eventually yeah. her hard living caught up with her and it trashed her voice. So to bring it back into a more positive thing, real yeah. big, real big fish. Life sucks. Let's too. dance. Life sucks. Let's dance um, and have fun, but do it safely and in moderation. Right, 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 right. Definitely, right. Um, so let's wind up here. Um, so after this, you'll be going to Clifton Park tomorrow in New York, and then you have right. a few times or a few cities down south i guess and then you're done for the year right we're done for the year and then we start up again i think january 11th okay and uh i think we furthest we go out is wyoming jackson jackson hole we do it'll be all like western western dates how is it like mid midwest and like someone like the like montana like i don't know if you ever play play like play those like how is it is it like smaller clubs is it like how's the turnouts for some of those they're awesome yeah we we play in missoula and play at a theater in in missoula and the you know fortunately for us uh, people that have like to have a good time, they come and see Real Big Fish and have a good time. It, it's always the same. You could transplant, uh, you know, our audience from anywhere into anywhere in the world. Yeah, because they all come prepared to to have fun, and it's just the, the mo of our band. Um, we're 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 kind of a party band to make you forget about your problems. I guess yeah. I mean, it's, it's like some of the some of the ska shows that I've been to. It's like it's really just it's tough to see sometimes because it's just you and then the other bands, and it's and it's like you guys. I guess you never had that luxury, or not that luxury, but I haven't witnessed that. I guess with Real Big Fish is going to show and then 
there's no one that shows up to shows and stuff. Like you guys never had that like, oh, yeah. problem. We've, we've, so we've experienced that. Okay. We, we've gone to, to <laughs> places in France where there's 40 people in the audience. Okay. And those are awesome shows too. You make the best of it, I oh, guess. You make yeah. the best of it. You, you give all 40 of those people the best show they've ever seen in their life. And, uh, and then you go to the next town, you, you yeah. know, we, we experience all of it, all of it. <laughs> Have you ever experienced anything like, bad like that like in like south america or like over in europe like anything like where you needed to cancel the show because of something was going on in the town or like i don't know uh, we we got called to do some shows in the ukraine when russia was annexing crimea oh wow and uh we decided not to go uh, to the Ukraine and Zebrahead went in our place yeah. and they said it was a great time. They said it, it was absolutely amazing. Like, yeah, we'll take your word for it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go where, where, where there's a war going on right, right now. Uh, <laughs> do you think Real Big Fish will just do like a 180 on people and just do like a political album? No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. And, and the the reason why is because we know that we're that release from yeah. all all the shitty things that you have to do in your day. Yeah. And the one of the shittiest things you can do is turn on the news right now. Yep. Or or stare at your phone. Don't stare at your phone. It's not going to make you happy. No. People are uh, pe- <laughs> people are going to find this out that the less less you stare at the your phone, the happier you're going to be. And uh, these little devices that we carry around with us, it's we're in for a, a big reckoning. What do you, what do you, uh, speaking of devices, do you, how do you feel about people bringing the cell phones and shows and stuff? Do you think, do you think you'll eventually you'll go the route of using those little pouches to make everyone not? No. Yeah. I mean, it's no, like some bands not. do it and it's like, nope. I'm in a mindset of like, take a picture or two and then put your phone down kind right, of thing. Right. Uh, if you, being up there on the stage and seeing people, you'll see people take a picture or take a video and then you'll see them go into their phone and post this. And th- this is this is an argument that, that my wife and I have. Like she'll take pictures and then she'll go back and, and look at all those pictures. Wait, didn't you just take this picture? Weren't you just there? Yeah. Do you need to go back and look at it right now? Um, yeah, that's like the George Carlin bit from years ago. Yeah, he's like Polaroid. He's like, you just took the fucking thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Years ago, we had to make an oil painting. <laughs> right. Uh, and people are missing out on more and more of life to be inside a world that is not real life. And people need to learn, and, and I'm doing it too, uh, how to use your device wisely yeah. and not let it control your life because the devices are designed to control your life. You have very smart people that want you staring at the phone all day long. We're turning into the people in Wally, the big fat people. Have you ever seen Wally? The Pixar, right. Pixar movie. Yeah. Right. So it's, or that's what it's turning into. It's like, right. With Facebook, it's like, all right, put it down to, exit out you know try not to go on so much it's like who cares i use it as like a news feed but at that time it's still kind of toxic even with right. that too it's like oh then you get pissed off yeah so- and, and you and you're getting things sent to you because of target marketing right right yeah. and and things that that you like and it's not necessarily the the truth you'll be sent news stories because of these news stories that you clicked on uh in, in your past feed. And so you wind up getting the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And it, it, it doesn't give you any perspective on what's actually going on in the world. Yeah. So life sucks. Let's dance. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end it. Right. It's have, great. Have a great show. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Well, we'll Aaron. see you out there. Come to a show. <laughs> Check out the record. It's available on December 21st. I can't wait. Watch Zorba the Greek. And then, then you'll realize what Life Sucks, Let's Dance means. I think I'm going to have to go watch that now. I own like a thousand movies, but it's not one I own. But. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, that area where they filmed that movie is where my wife is from. Oh, nice. She's from Kalamata. And I believe that that, was, that movie was filmed in Stupa in Greece, which is on that same peninsula um, down there in Messenia. Cool. But all right. Sounds good. I think we'll end it right now. Until next time. Until next time. This is 
Johnny Christmas, Aaron Barrett from the Real Big Fish, <laughs> Johnny Johnny Barrett Christmas from the Real Big Fish. Is your real, is your name really Christmas? It's Christian Son. Oh, all oh, right, right, Christian Son. Okay, but that's hard to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it sticks, Johnny Christmas. Right, right. And w- when I got in the band, everybody was so unhappy. And this was what I had always wanted to do my whole life is travel the world and play music that people love and that I love. And uh, I was, you know, going around and and uh, cheering guys up and they hadn't experienced that. And so they started, started to say, hey, every day that you're around, it's kind of like Christmas. And then they started calling <laughs> me Christmas. And uh-huh. it's been 15 years later. Still, still got the name. Hey, it works. Right. I'll take it. That's a good stage name. Right. Mine's like Brian. It's like, yeah. Bri- <laughs> Brian. Well, people call me Byran sometimes. Byran. By Byran. Byran. Because I'm B-R-Y-N, so oh. people spell it wrong. Byran. Byran, yes. You, you are, you are uh, Mediterranean. Byran. Yes. <laughs> but, okay. I think we'll leave you alone now. Awesome. Thanks, okay. guys. All right. Thank you.